Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how is it going? It's going well. I needed to dance to kind of work off a little Thanksgiving oh. meal and extra calories I put on. So yes, oh, I yeah. a little extra bounce to my step today. Well, you know, I was listening to our show because, you know, that's what I do when, you know, <laughs> you better. it's Thanksgiving, right? I mean, come on. You're the one. No. Uh, we did the whole, you know, t- uh, talking about the, I'm going to do everything outdoor. Uh, it yes. didn't quite work out. I didn't do everything outdoor, but I did most everything outdoor. And uh, the turkey came out fantastic. That was like uh, a challenge, uh, mainly because I had to get up so darn early. So well, what time did you start uh, smoking this turkey? Uh, I put it in the smoker at eight, which means washing it, prepping it, doing the whole deal at like, I don't know, 6.30, I think I woke up. So uh, did you brine yeah. it in the whole bit? I didn't do that just because I, I realized I'm going to have to do that the night before. And I kind of, you know, realized that a little too. So I just, I just went for it and I was a little nervous, but it came out fantastic. And uh, now, now I want to do another one. Um, and I actually, I have to do another one because we find out, so my mom has, uh, COVID, uh, so she couldn't come, right. which means my brother canceled his trip out. So now we're doing Thanksgiving part two coming soon here. So oh, well, that's <laughs> it's, it's turned out to be a, a good rehearsal for me. So I didn't do everything outdoor, but we're going to do, uh, we're going to do that the next time around here. And, and maybe it's better since I guess, you know, COVID's floating around a little bit it's, more now. <laughs> I don't know. It's so insane to me that three years later, COVID is still affecting our holidays. Isn't oh, it though? Yeah. Isn't yeah. it though? By the way, the voice you're hearing is our guest. <laughs> hey, Iris, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. I just wanted to work my way in there because Welcome. yes, our Thanksgiving was also affected by holi- by COVID. It was. We, we, what what yes, happened there? We, we missed a whole family. So I, w- I was visiting my husband's cousin, or so I guess my cousin's in-law and they, his family, my oh gosh, it's so hard to explain the family dynamics, but my cousin cousin-in-law's his the family of my oh my gosh one of the families couldn't come because they had COVID. (laughs) (laughs) You know it's funny what you're talking about. I I I did the whole ancestry.com. I was playing around with that because I got some free offer like to you know extend the the thing. I'm like okay I'll go play with the family tree. Looking through the family tree, it is so confusing. (laughs) So I was going through exactly what you were going through this this last weekend of uh, okay wait this is my cousin what. like, okay, this is crazy. So I feel like now next, uh, like when we gather the whole family together, I'm just going to bring my iPad with ancestry.com. That way I can figure out who's, who's who I think that's going to well, be. Well, it's easier. funny because at <laughs> our, at our get together, we were all talking about our 23 and me's and oh, trying yeah. to figure out like, yeah. yeah, what nationality and the mixes back generations. And that was a big topic of conversation at our Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, that'll be my Christmas conversation because I just did the order. Uh, there was a, the, a Black Friday deal, so I did the order. So we'll see. We'll yeah. figure it out. That, that'll be fun. It's like such cool tech, right? Like that whole thing of like now like I'm putting my DNA on the internet and it's telling me <laughs> like <laughs> what what my makeup is. It's so It's so weird. Uh, I, I was, I was frightened by that technology at first a little bit. I'm like, do I really want to put my DNA online? Right. Okay. I, I guess so. I guess that's whatever. There I, do, I put everything else. Right. Because I did my daughter and I just, because my, my background is kind of got confused over, over time because I did my 23 and me. So he said, okay, we're going to do my daughter. And I had that same fear slightly. It's like, you know, is it safe putting, you know, my daughter's DNA kind of out there? 
And, you know, you hear all these conspiracy theories on, you know, oh, well, they have that. They can frame you for murder and all these crazy stories, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Is it really safe and secure for the kids, which is perfect topic. Oh, my God, Greg. That is an amazing segue. Have you been working on Thanksgiving? (laughs) Oh, you know, I've been learning from you. You are the number one uh, segue guy. So I'm picking I'm picking up some of your tricks. All right. Well, I just screwed up your segue here. Uh, I guess your segue was to, to to move over to tokens and and learn about what you guys do, Iris. So tell tell us about tokens. Yep, that's what I'm here to talk about. So again, Iris Uchishta, I am the co-founder and CEO of Tokens Collectibles, the company behind Tokens. And Tokens is the first family focused and child safe platform for blockchain based games and communities. We also have a Kids Safe Marketplace with Digital Collectibles. And we're super proud to announce recent partnerships. Um, we have partnered with global toy icon Mattel, my former employer, actually, and oh. as well as global entertainment company Boat Rocker. And then just this past Tuesday, we announced our partnership, our launch partnership with Pink Fong and their amazing brand, Baby Shark. And if you've Everybody got kids, I know you know that song. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is like uh, one of the most stickiest songs ever as far. Yes. Well, it's the most played song ever, but it's also like it's so sticks in. It's the most played in my head. We'll just say it that way as well, because, oh, my God, there was like a two year period of just over and over and over again of that song just playing in my head. And I have older kids, but still they were into it. <laughs> yeah, everybody played that thing. It's crazy. Absolutely. And no, it reached a level of social consciousness, I think, yeah. on the other song, right? Where it became a part of like our social fabric and it was just so easily adaptable for whatever mm-hmm. situation you needed it for. Um, I think I heard it in Ted Lasso. Yeah. When would the technology be there when as a songwriter, you get paid for when it plays in somebody's head? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like, every time uh, it I'm plays sure in head, you, you get a play, you get a listen. I think yes. that's web. We've got to figure out that technology. I think that's web four, Greg. We're gonna that's we're gonna hear four. about that. Yeah, yeah. that's when Shazam <laughs> connects to our brains. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, that would be a scary one. Um, okay, so uh, token. So you guys are using a podcast to promote your your business, which I I think is is you know I mean. Greg and I love that. Uh, that's that's we, we've talked a lot about because we 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 um, uh, we think that it's a great way to do it. So tell us a little about how you're doing that and how you're using uh, the the podcast to promote this business. That's right. Yeah, the Tokens Podcast, a part of this amazing network, and we are so proud to be a part of it and to be a part of Electricast and the Tokens Podcast, which I co-host with Jeff Allen, whom I've known for years and years. Um, we actually co-hosted a news magazine uh, ages ago, and this is our our second opportunity oh, cool. to <clears throat> yeah. promote something that we really believe in. Yeah, and so um, the Tokens Podcast is a video podcast available, you know, basically wherever people get podcasts, and it is the masterpiece of content that we feed into this machine that Jeff Allen calls the content vortex. And it basically takes like one masterpiece, you know, Gary Vee and some other people have really championed this idea that you have one masterpiece of content and then you're able to slice it and dice it and be able to use it 
on all social media platforms or distribution platforms to really promote and get the word out about your business. So we take the video podcast, we put the video where videos are seen, we, we, we create clips and small um, audio bites from the audio portion, and, and we're able to basically just spread the message. But the idea behind the Tokens podcast in general is that we can inform our audience of the crypto curious and those who want to dip their toes in the Web3 waters, while also promoting how we're doing it uniquely at Tokens. Well, that's what I want to learn a little bit more about. You, you, you do have a unique way of promoting the whole technology on Tokens for, you know, in a family way, right? For parents and children to kind of share together and learn about crypto. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I love that you talk about the learning aspect of it, right? Because we believe really strongly that the best way to learn is to do. So we have approached uh, tokens, creating tokens in a way that people can engage in very hands, a very hands-on manner. There are lots of ways for children to engage in digital worlds or even um, Web two or two point five worlds with in-app currency and in-app or. Um, specific closed economies, right? We are doing it in such a way that you're doing dealing with real money because you're talking about financial literacy, digital financial literacy. The best way to learn is to do it with real, with assets and with currency with real value, right? So we don't, um, we do it with um, multiple cryptocurrencies that we support on the tokens platform so they can, kids and families can start engaging with real world assets with real world value. And we also do it in a way that it, it just makes it very accessible. We provide uh, non-custodial wallets to our users. We allow them to charge them with credit and debit cards. We allow them to engage with our extremely user-friendly user interface so that they can begin, um, it, which is very intuitive, so they can just begin playing, right? The idea is that they can, families and especially kids can start building up their first collection the first NFT collection that they will um, have and carry with them throughout their entire digital identity in the metaverse. And maybe it's even the collection that they one day say, oh, this is this is the one that I'm going to pass on to my kids one day. These are my first NFTs, just like my first baseball cards, or my first sticker collection. Right. This is These are the first ones that I had when I was a child and now I'm passing them on to you. You know, is the, uh, it, it's, I, I don't know if it's more difficult or if it's, easier now? Like this whole FTX thing that just happened, uh, you know, I, I mean, I put a hundred bucks, uh, just to, just to try something else. I, I, I don't know. I downloaded that app like a year ago. Yeah. I'll put a hundred bucks in here, see what happens. Right. And what happened was there's nothing in there now. <laughs> so things like that, is that mm. like hurting your industry or is it helping you to, to raise funds because you're doing something a little bit different? Like how, how did that impact you? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think it the impact is is widespread and I think everybody in this industry, you know, f- feels it. But in some ways it's the growing pains of of any new um emergent technology, right? This is mm-hmm. what is going to bring in the additional regulation that's necessary to make this safe for the average consumer. And we embrace regulation with tokens. We've taken a cue from the playbook of one of our sister companies, Digital Prime Technologies, that's a, a, a FINRA-regulated broker-dealer. Um, and they they embrace regulation just like we do here because we think it's imp- important, right? There are mm-hmm. amazing aspects of this technology. Blockchain is definitely not going away, even despite spectacular failures like FTX. But this will 
really provide the industry with the opportunity to um, receive some regulation that's important, but also to um, put additional safeguards in place to really prepare the industry for mass adoption, which is definitely mm-hmm. where it's tipping. And, you know, it's in, but it's in addition to the collapse, you know, we've talked a lot about the crypto winter and how the, the way cryptocurrency has gone recently. And we've been doing at tokens exactly what we need to be doing at that time, which is, is building. And we're building what we think is going to be the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I gotta, we gotta, talk about some of these technologies because we've, you know, like the, there's the metaverse, the NFT, blockchain, Web3. What are all of these? Uh, how do we, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like if, if we know a little bit more about them, maybe we're a little more likely to, to let our kids play around with them. So uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the technology uh, behind tokens and, and some of these uh, crazy terms that we're hearing now that uh, we may or may not be familiar with. Uh, we'll learn about that when we come back with more DIY for business. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the best business network and Electrocast Media, as as is the Tokens podcast over there on the best business network. Uh, You've got great podcasts over there, so please do go to Electrocast.com, check it out. Not only are there business podcasts, there's sports podcasts, there's all kinds of cool stuff over there. I just found a new one on the sports uh, that just came over to Electrocast called Missing the Point. That one was pretty cool, too. Yes. So there's there's a lot of podcasts over there for you to go check out at electrocast.com. So please do so. Um, okay. So we're talking about some of this crazy uh, technology. I'm calling it crazy because, oh man, I I, I feel like I know some of it. And then um, I get to a point, it's like, okay, well, wait, no, maybe I don't know this. Uh, so let's talk some of these terms, uh, NFT, blockchain, Web3, like what are these? Like, what are, what are we doing here? (laughs) What's happening to us? I was so happy with web two. Um, what's going on with web three and, um, uh, brave new world out there. Exactly. Like what, what is the difference between what we're experiencing now and, and this near future? Sure. Yeah. Happy to talk about it. Although I'll disclaim and say that I am a non-technical CEO and I have a creative background, right? I'm a filmmaker. Um, I was creating original content for Hallmark and for Mattel and I have, and I'm a producer by trade, right? So um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very creative CEO and there are those who could talk technologically far more, far better than me. But I think that I have a unique perspective because I am building a product for a mom and a, a Gen Z, um, Gen Z millennial, Xennial, no, sorry, Gen X millennial or Xennial mom woman like myself, right? I'm building tokens for a person like me. I entered into the Web3 space just over a year ago myself, and I'm still understanding the gravity of this this, um, amazing kind of precipice that we're on technologically. But I can definitely talk about it from a tokens perspective, right? So Web3 is is the, refers to the evolution of interconnectedness, right? How we've gone from the beginnings of the internet or the intranet with web one to web two as we know it. And now we're entering into this primarily uh, potentially decentralized space of web three. 
And so that kind of describes the overall environment. And then one of the key features of Web3, of course, is blockchain. So blockchain is the immutable ledger. It's the decentralized um, storage for all for record keeping of all digital transactions. And the blockchain is really what I believe will change every aspect of how we transact in a digital world in the future. Uh, blockchain, if it hasn't already revolutionized or disrupted one area of industry, will. Um, and so Blockchain is the underlying technology that allows digital collectibles or NFTs, as some call them, to be traced and to be authenticated as belonging to someone, right? It's not just a JPEG or a video or a GIF. It's something that you can actually own like a piece of art and it can be registered on the blockchain. So what tokens does is we're we're multi-chain. We have a number of what we call EVM compatible layer two chains that we support. And you and and those are the underlying uh, chains that allow our digital collectibles to be registered. And then we, what was the other question? Oh yeah, NFTs. And the and the digital collectibles themselves are the NFTs. And let's see, does that cover the does that cover all the terms? Web three, blockchain, NFT. I think you hit them all. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, all of these different. Uh, the last thing I'll say is that all of these different. Uh, enterprises like tokens collectively make the metaverse and which will become much more interconnected. But at at this very early stage, uh, all of these different aspects create one, one metaverse that will be hopefully more interoperable and more transferable in the future. Okay. Without getting too, and uh, you know, you said non, non non-technical CEO, so I, I, I won't get, I won't get overboard here, but with the NFTs, like let's say, okay, let, let's let's go with this. If if uh, you're working with Mattel, so if I buy the NFT for for Barbie, it, do I own Barbie? Like, where where's the IP? Like, how does all of that work? Like, IP versus the NFT, wh- where are we there? Like, wh- what's happening? Yeah, I think that's a great question. You don't own Barbie, that's for sure. Shoot, Only I, Mattel I really owns Barbie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> you can have a non-commercial personal use limited license of your Barbie NFT or any of the other Mattel NFTs that tokens might create so that you can say that you have enough ownership that you can lawfully transfer this digital asset to someone else and potentially even gain a profit from that transfer. So you do have the right to deal in the secondary market with the NFTs that you own. There are some projects that have CCO, which is a Creative Commons um, license where you do own a piece Mm -hmm. of or the IP itself. But with tokens, because we are a licensed play and because we have these incredible brand partners with their incredible licenses, uh, the licenses that are transferred to the end user are pretty limited. Gotcha. It's more about your NFT as access to that brand's community, right? You not only you may, you own a limited use license of the NFT, but now you're part of that Barbie community, right? So that's a perfect segue, okay. Iris. Thank you. You're you're learning from me that learned from Russ <laughs> how to do the segue because my question is: so I, you know, back in the day, I had a baseball card business where we would. You know, the goal was you buy a baseball card, you go to the shows, or you find somebody that wants to buy it for higher than what you bought it for. 
if you luck out and you get it in a pack of baseball cards and it's a valuable card, then you, you know, you're going to make a good amount of money. But it was all done in person, right? We handed the guy the card. They could look at it. It's a, is it a pristine shape? Is it not? All of that type of stuff. Now with NFTs, and you've said this in digital collectibles, you know, you're part of a community. How does a child or, or a young person that's using tokens actually do a trade? And how does the parent oversee the trade so that they're not, you know, making silly trades, for example? I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I've seen adults make silly trades. So, well, you know, my, that, my, I guess, uh, you know, we shouldn't say that. But um, my, my son one time traded three Pokemon cards for this other kid's like entire like collection of Pokemons. I was like, okay, that's a pretty good trade. I, I felt proud right. and yet disappointed <laughs> all at the same time. So how do you prevent stuff like that? Yeah. How, do you, how, does it, how does it work in tokens? Yes. I was a baseball card collector myself. Um, and I don't remember my dad being particularly involved, but we definitely have parental involvement um, with collection and trading on tokens. So though I'll walk you through the use case. Basically, you see your Baby Shark NFT uh, and you want to buy one, or you play a Baby Shark NFT-based, blockchain-based game, and then you you're able to win or collect an NFT from that engagement. Regardless, the NFT is now in your digital wallet, and we call it your collection. So your collection can be available to, um, whether publicly or to friends that you specify through your your profile and your preferences. And so you can see, you can share with each other, okay, this is what I have in my collection. This is what you have in your collection. It's where, it's like your trophy case. It's where you get to show off your collection. And then you might decide, though I love my ping pong NFT or my baby shark NFT, I want to sell it. And I think I'm ready to do that. So you can go into our tokens marketplace and it's on it's on the tokens X profile, which you'll understand once the app is available and you can start playing around with it. But in the TokensX marketplace, you can list your NFT and it's a guided experience. So we have different both front end and behind the scenes guardrails in place to make sure that you're making responsible decisions. So on the surface, you can see what you purchased it for. You can see what it's going for currently on the market. You can see... Um, you know, different users who have favorited similar NFTs so that you can understand uh, what the demand might be for it. But ultimately, you get to, you as the child user get to decide the terms of your sale. And then depending on the preferences that your parents set, the parent can either, um, you can either submit that sale for approval or you can enter in a PIN to show and to prove that you have the ability to make uh, ability and permission to make transactions on your own, or you might be able to just purchase it outright. It's all about a parent's preference in how closely they want to monitor the transactions and the activity of the child user. And then you can complete that sale. And, you know, regardless of if whether or not you turn a profit, you obviously have the joy of the ownership and the experience of engaging in a real metaverse marketplace. Okay. So I think, I think we got this. Now, what I want to know is how do we, for the business owners listening, what lessons can they do? Can they do NFTs? Can they do like, what is this going to have on, on their businesses? I, I'd like to figure that out a little bit. And let's talk about that when we come back.
Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing. I haven't said reviewing yet the, this uh, episode, so uh, make sure you do that. Uh, reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electricast. Uh, it is Russ and Greg with you. We're, we've been talking about the Tokens podcast, also a part of the Best Business Network, and the business that they're doing over there. We're talking about NFT, blockchain, like all of these new technologies. How, if, if you've, we've got an entrepreneur listening, what can they do with this? How can this help their business? How can this change, um, uh, you know, either like, uh, are they changing their website? Like, what are they doing? Are they changing? Like, are they all of a sudden accepting Bitcoin? Like, how does this impact uh, an entrepreneur uh, that's uh, listening to this podcast? That's a great question. And it's really changed over the last year plus that I've been developing the tokens business. Um when I first started with tokens, I was a big part of um, pitching to brand potential brand partners and licensors was educating, right? Educating them on what it is that token, what value tokens brings to this new these new technologies and to their target audiences of kids and families. And now, even just a year later, it's not about uh, if you need a Web three strategy; it's what's your Web three strategy, mm. because. All of these legacy businesses understand that they need to have a Web3 strategy and they need to promote their, their um, well, especially when it comes to toys and consumer products and collectibles, they need to have a, a digital version to their, they need to have a digital aspect to their portfolio. And so I think that I, d- I definitely encourage businesses and entrepreneurs to get involved by just trying it out, launch mm-hmm. a project, but above all, provide utility and benefit with your NFT collections. So whether you launch a project on tokens, because we certainly have ways for um, different businesses, especially if they're family facing and family friendly to have to have and launch projects on the tokens marketplace, but whether it's on, you know, OpenSea or some of the other marketplaces to try it out, to launch a project, to create collectibles that have value, um, whether it's through um, utility like access to sp- specific um, in real life events, live events, um, digital events, whether it's the the ability to be a part of community or to provide discounts or um, different exclusive access to consumer product, um, we really believe in tokens in this thing um, that we call the fidgetal. Um, the fidgetal bridge, right? Where you connect the digital and the physical worlds, word, uh, digital and physical worlds in this fidgetal uh, space, this very unique <laughs> digital and f- physical yeah. space um, where, you know, we, um, because we're dealing with licensors that have incredible consumer product programs, you know, the, the idea that you could purchase an NFT and have a physical twin to that digital collectible is a really exciting opportunity and experience for the end user. That is so cool. And it's interesting because we're talking to, to our entrepreneurs right now. And as you started the business a year ago, it started more as an education, right? When you're talking to people, you're trying to tell them and, and teach them. Over the past year, year and a half, what are some of the shifts and the windy road that you had to take as an entrepreneur to get to the point that you're at now? Yeah, definitely. Well, this is my first startup. And as mentioned before, I'm a non-technical CEO. And it's been a, it's been a huge learning curve to understand about 
these new technologies. And um, as I also mentioned, you know, I'm in so many ways, I think that the fact that I'm new-ish um, helps me to create user interface and user experience that would be accessible just to a person like me, right? Who's who's entering into the space for the first time. And also being a mom of two little girls, um, I understand what my my concerns would be and what kind of digital experiences I want to create for my kids, right? We know that screen time is not going away, but can the screen time that our kids do have be edifying, educational, and also help them prepare for their future? I'm not sure if I answered your question though, Greg. Well, I'm just curious, what <laughs> advice would you give to an entrepreneur to, you know, pivot and shift and move with, you know, as you learn, as, the, you know, for you, the technology has changed too and is advancing. Like, what would you say to entrepreneurs out there to help them through and get their product released? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I've definitely learned that all successful founders and CEOs, entrepreneurs, and and people who are working in startups, right? You have to be flexible and you have to pivot. And I think one of the unique aspects of working in Web3 is how quickly the space is changing. And you think, Greg, it was you that mentioned, or maybe Russ, sorry, that you had you were consulting with the business or that you had done a, a podcast episode on these new emerging technologies and that company doesn't yeah. even exist anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And <clears throat> companies come and go. This is just like they did in the web two yeah. boom. Right. Yeah. Um, so the change, the space is changing really fast and I think you need to be, we need, you need to be agile and really search for that right product market fit. And then, but there are also some really tried and true aspects of the of the kid and family industry that I think need to be incorporated more into businesses like we're doing at Tokens, right? Where we are taking a hev very heavily regulated um, industry, kids and family, and taking those um, privacy practices and data protection practices and putting them into play in a Web3 space. Well, I think it's really cool what you're doing and how you're applying the technology. And 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 I like, and we didn't, like, I don't even know if this was said, but I, I like that this is also educating kids about this because it's educating the next generation about like, what? <laughs> they're going to understand it so much more than, than we are uh, right from, right out of the gate uh, because yeah, of the, the fine work that, that you're doing over there. This in school, in elementary school and yeah. middle school, not wait till college for, for mm -hmm. these uh, types of classes. So the fact that you're helping kids learn and parents to kind of monitor this learning, I think is just a wonderful idea. And I'm so happy you're putting this together. Thanks. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. The digital natives, Generation Alpha, um, they are so technologically advantaged. They're so digitally yeah. skilled. Mm -hmm. And yet they are the they are the demo that has the least safe access to Web3. Right. So because they're so digitally skilled, they want to start experimenting. They want to start playing around. But mm -hmm. we want them to do that in a safe space where parents can have total visibility and control of their kid users' experience. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's crazy to think. Like, it's really no coincidence that um, Gen Alpha um, started the year that the iPad was introduced, right? These kids have grown up with yeah. the iPad. Right. And 
they are so, and they're so skilled. Um, and there are digital, I mean, the school system, uh, definitely, uh, I do want to applaud the efforts in the school system. You know, there's lots of digital citizenship um, courses. I think my kids have um, like an after school um, digital literacy program. But to- at Tokens, we are trying to take it a step further, right? Not only are we preparing the next digital citizens, but we're also preparing them for digital financial literacy and even democratic decision-making. So something I haven't even talked about is the, the tokens DAO where kids can actually start making um, democratic decisions on how the DAO treasury, the tokens DAO treasury is used. It's really crazy, cool, advanced stuff for kids. That's really cool. And so to get more information about it, uh, the, the website tokens, uh, and it's it's spelled a little differently. So make sure that everybody knows how to spell it. <laughs> yep. T-O-E-K-E-N-Z tokens.com. You can also follow us at on Instagram at tokens NFT or Twitter at tokens, T-O-E-K-E-N-Z. Um, we've got a ton of great information out there on our website. You can also um, at add your email address to be added to our waitlist. When this is publicly and widely available, the app is, uh, we'll let you know so that you can start playing around in this brave new world. That and is listen so awesome. to the podcast. Listen That's to the right. podcast. That's right. And it's the fantastic. tokens. And the Tokens podcast right here on the Better Business Network for Electricast. So happy to have this as our home. Um, so happy to be able to bring hopefully what is a new aspect of, of business, entrepreneurship, and startup culture to, to what you're bringing to your fans. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. And, and it's uh, available on electricast.com. You can go check it out there, uh, along with all the other uh, podcasts on the Best Business Network. Hey, thank you for listening and subscribing. And as I mentioned earlier, reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electricast Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed and we are happy to take your questions we would also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes yes season three is in the works right now that's coming out in january don't worry we got a couple more episodes this year though so be sure to check those out best way to do that is to subscribe yes wherever you are right now there's some sort of button that says subscribe you hit that it might be a plus who knows whatever it is hit it we are diy for business where you are not alone Welcome to Abracadabra, Create What You Speak, the podcast that combines spirituality with creativity. Here, guests from around the world share their stories and insights on navigating life's challenges through art, music, and creative expression. Connect to yourself, others, and the world through empowering conversations viewed through a spiritual lens. I'm Ilana Zulai, your host, a spiritual mentor, and a sound therapist. Electric If, like me, you love music in the movies, you'll love our podcast, Sync Love. I'm your host, Kurt Dabiq. I meet with top music supervisors and experts to learn what film scores inspired their careers. From Wes Anderson to Sofia Coppola, Quentin Tarantino to Spike Lee, great directors have called on a host of musical talent to bring their visions to life. We talk about the challenges and triumphs that change their lives. Join us for Movies and Music on Sync Love, wherever you listen to podcasts. Electric Acid. Acid.